chapter 15 holy places of bharat just a quick recap what is the chapter all about in this chapter gurunath's instruction to his disciples regarding the merits of doing pilgrimages and the places which they should unfailingly visit is described after sending most of his disciples on pilgrimage gurunath lives in seclusion invisible to others at vaijanak the siddha yogi only the siddha yogi was the only disciple who was retained by the gurunath with him at vaijanak the mere study of this chapter with faith and devotion is believed to confer on the reader the very merit of doing the pilgrimages himself This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishna Knows. Very good morning, Jai Shri Krishna Guru. Thank you for joining Shri Guru Charitra Parayan. I hope you all had a wonderful weekend. Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha, Om Shri Ganeshaya Namaha, Om Shri Saraswataya Namaha, Om Shri Guru Dattatre Namaha, Om Shri Mahalakshmi Namaha, Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Devo Maheshwaraha, Guru Sakshat Parabrahma Tasmai Shri Guru Me Namaha, Shri Guru Charitra Parayan. We'll continue from where we stopped. That is. in this we understood what is the purpose of gurunath being manifested on this planet earth and what is he doing and most importantly why should someone seek the grace of the god so that they can meet the guru rather the guru finds them and it is very important for one to ask the blessings of the guru to evolve on the spiritual path because guru is the doorway to god without a guru you cannot have god realization so spiritual being is not possible without a guru in your life so when you have this guru why are you running after asking for your material worldly desires the fulfillment of your material worldly desires which is what even gurunath has very nicely explained why is the reason he is going into incognito or he is becoming invisible because he says everybody is coming only for me for them to uh, sorry they are all coming to him only to you know seek the Uh, fulfillment of their desires they are not coming they, to the gurunath to learn about the real spirituality what is going to actually be fitting for being born as this human being the real purpose of the human body the human birth is not being understood by us so even gurunath is i wouldn't say he is unhappy but he is saying this is not the way it can continue even though the great divine beings are all knowing even then it's still a challenge in the same story imagine this is during the times of the gurunath can you imagine today in the kali yuga which is where why my krishna guruji will always keep saying this to me and all of his devotees and disciples that we have to become lot more tolerant towards this entire world we need to become compassionate we need to be kind we need to be forgiving for the very simple reason these people don't understand they think the only reason why the divine beings or they believe in god is because they want miracle they want to see miracles or they want to go there to fulfill their demands this is why they think the, the great sages or the saints or the gurus exist but these people do not understand what is spirituality the real meaning of spiritual is not understood by anybody that is the problem so that is why the gurunath also says he is only seeking a hardly you know few disciples who will walk that path with him so see example in this case of narsimha saraswati he came to establish the sanyasa ashrama dharma now if you look at his disciples they are also the sanyasis they follow the same path likewise if you take my krishna guruji he is establishing the he is established and he only propagates the path of bhakti mark which is love and devotion to the lord almighty so we follow the path of bhakti alone which is only to have love and devotion because in the kali yuga there is nothing else you can attain you can't do anything because we are such a indisciplined creatures we are not disciplined we don't want to do anything we are filled with inertia lethargy everything is tamas tamas is the only guna which is predominant in kali yuga so where it is that you are going to be either rajasik or even satvik satvik too is out of question so what the guru teaches us is to become sattva you have to rise from tamas to sattva sattva is to be your good self to be the epitome of goodness that is what the gurus teach so let us continue from where we stopped 
Siddha Yogi then narrates the, the particular pilgrim centers Gurunath had advised his disciples to visit and the specific deeds that they should perform during their stay. Kashi is the foremost of the pilgrim centers. One should have a bath in the holy Bhagirathi, that is Ganges river there. From Kashi, one should go to Ganga, Dwara and Triveni, Prayaga. And you know, um, I have already narrated a very beautiful experience which I had at the Triveni Sangam in Prayag. It was very beautiful. The experience that I I had or the vision of the goddess and the blessing of her was the river Saraswati, who today you can't see. Or you mean, they only say Ganga and Yamuna is there, but you can't see Saraswati. So why? Because the knowledge is not there. Nobody is today knowledgeable. When I say knowledge, it means the knower of Brahma, the knower of the truth. So this is Kali Yuga, which is filled with lust and greed. Only material worldly requirements, material worldly existence. So when, when I dipped my feet, you know, my Guruji had dipped his feet. And once he did it, and when I dipped the feet for some time, and just looking at the water and figuring out how beautiful is this, how this entire you know, the river, the the place where we were, is like an Athanga saga. You can never understand the, you know, the limit of this ocean. So it was contemplation. At that moment in time, there was a very beautiful vision of these three rivers and telling me and showing me an understanding how the only thing that I need to do or anybody who are on the path of spiritual have to do is to do Guru Seva, serve the ashram of the Divine Lord Almighty, who is none other than the Guru Himself, Guru Sakshat Parabrahma. You have to do service to Him. Seva is the most important thing. And if you don't do Seva, then you cannot attain the Guru Bhakti. How will you redeem your karma? So it is important to do the service. I, I know I have narrated a few times the beautiful story about uh, Kukut Swami's ashram and how... Um, the goddess Ganga, Yamuna and Saraswati would come and serve in the Kukut Swami's ashram in the, in the night and in the morning they will be literally so beautifully purified and go back into the river, they'll merge with the river in the most beautiful manner, literally like all their vastras purified, they're like the goddesses, you know, they are the goddesses but they when they come into Kukut Swami's ashram, they are they're looking ugly. They're filled with the smug, everything, you know. They look, their clothes are looking bad, horrible. And but after serving the master, in the morning when they walk out of the ashram, they walk out in a glorious manner. Absolutely dressed like a queen, the goddess themselves, of course. So what does that mean? It's a, it's a way to explain. That means when you do seva, in the ashram and unto the lotus feet of the guru, that is when you are redeemed and absolved of all your karmas and sins. You become purified. Purification has to happen in your heart. The purification of your heart and mind and surrender unto the lotus feet of the guru happens. Only then can you get the grace of the God and you evolve on the path of the guru bhakti. First bhakti that you need to attain is to your towards your guru. Only when you can have the bhakti for your guru, then the God, then you will have the bhakti for your Lord Almighty. Not otherwise. We'll go worship. You know, we'll worship any of the forms we feel like, which is our ishta. But the most beautiful form to worship is your guru. You know why? Because he's the Parabrahma himself. The God is there in the form of your guru. But if you can't attain the bhakti for that guru, then how can you attain prema unto the lotus feet of Lord Sri Krishna? You cannot. So that form is very important. Only through the form can you attain the formless. This is something you need to realize. So how do you even find a guru? Even if you don't have a guru today, whoever your guru might be, it could be just Sai Baba. But can you just experience that Sai Baba is around and, and go through that path of service, doing seva? It is extremely important. You know what Baba has taught in Sai Satcharita. So can you even live one of those teachings? That is what is important. So Guru Bhakti is extremely important. So doing service unto the lotus feet of the Guru is the highest way of evolving on the path of spirituality. So coming back, Yamuna Saraswati Varuna Kusavarta Satadhruva 
ವಿಪಾಕ್ಷಾ ಸರಾವತಿ ಮಧುಮತಿ ಧ್ರುವತಿ ಆರ್ ದಿ ಮೋಸ್ಟ್ ಸೇಕ್ರೆಡ್ ರಿವರ್ಸ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಬೇಬ್ ಇನ್ ದೆಮ್ ವಿಲ್ ಬಿ ಮೋಸ್ಟ್ ಪ್ಯೂರಿಫೈಂಗ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಬಾತ್ ಇನ್ ದೆಮ್ ವಿಲ್ ಬಿ ಮೋಸ್ಟ್ ಪ್ಯೂರಿಫೈಂಗ್ ಸೋ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಆರ್ ದಿ ರಿವರ್ಸ್ ಚಂದ್ರಭಾಗ ರೇವತಿ ಗೋಮತಿ ವೇದಿಕಾ ಕೌಶಿಕಿ ಸಹಸ್ರ ವಕ್ತ ಪೂರ್ಣ ಬಹುದ ಎಕ್ಸೆಟ್ರಾ ಬಾತ್ ಇನ್ ದೀಸ್ ರಿವರ್ಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಈಕ್ವಲೆಂಟ್ ಟು ಸೆವರಲ್ ಫೋಲ್ಡ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಚಂದ್ರಾಯಣಂ ಅಂಡ್ ಅದರ್ ವ್ರತಾಸ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಆಸ್ಕ್ಯಾರಿಟೀಸ್ ವೆರ್ ಎವರ್ ದೇರ್ ಇಸ್ ಕಾನ್ಫ್ಲೂಯೆನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಎನಿ ಟೂ ಆರ್ ಮೋರ್ ರಿವರ್ಸ್ ದೇ ಆರ್ ಆಸ್ ಸೇಕ್ರೆಡ್ ಆಸ್ ಅ ತ್ರಿವೇಣಿ ಸಂಗಮ್ ಇಟ್ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ವೈರಚಾರು ಪುಷ್ಕರ ತೀರ್ಥ ಕುರುಕ್ಷೇತ್ರ ಶ್ರೀಸೈಲಂ ಶ್ರೀರಂಗಂ ರಾಮೇಶ್ವರಂ ಅನಂತಸಯನಂ ಮಹಾ ಮಹಾಲಯ ತೀರ್ಥ ನರಸಿಂಹನಾರಾಯಣ ಸಾರಿ ನರಸಿಂಹ ನರಸಿಂಹರಣಾಯ ಸಾರಿ ನರಸಿಂಹರಣ್ಯ ಬದ್ರಿ ಕೇದಾರ್ ನರ್ಮದ ಕಾಕಮುಖ ಗೋಕರ್ಣ ಅಯೋಧ್ಯ ಮಥುರ ದ್ವಾರಕ ಆರ್ ಆಲ್ ಮುಕ್ತಿ ಕ್ಷೇತ್ರ ಐ ಆಮ್ ಶೂರ್ ಇಫ್ ಯು ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ವಿಸಿಟೆಡ್ ಈವನ್ ಒನ್ ಆಫ್ ದೀಸ್ ಹೋಲಿ ಪ್ಲೇಸಸ್ ದೇ ಬಿಲೀವ್ ಯು ವಿಲ್ ಅಟೈನ್ ಮುಕ್ತಿ ಇನ್ ಯೋರ್ ಲೈಫ್ ದೇ ಆರ್ ಕಾಲ್ಡ್ ಮುಕ್ತಿ ಕ್ಷೇತ್ರ ಗೋದಾವರಿ ಭೀಮೇಶ್ವರ ಅಂಡ್ ವಜಾರ ವಜಾರ ಆರ್ ಆಸ್ ಸೇಕ್ರೆಡ್ ಆಸ್ ಪ್ರಯಾಗ ಕುಸತರ್ಪಣ್ ಗೋದಾವರಿ ಸಾಗರ ಸಂಗಮ್ ದ ರಿವರ್ಸ್ ಪೂರ್ಣ ಕೃಷ್ಣವೇಣಿ ಅಂಡ್ ತುಂಗಭದ್ರ ಅಂಡ್ ದ ಪಂಪಾ ಸರೋವರ ಆರ್ ಆಲ್ ವೆರಿ ಸೇಕ್ರೆಡ್ ಹರಿಹರಾ ಕ್ಷೇತ್ರ ಅಂಡ್ ಪಂಡರಿಪುರ್ ಬರ್ನ್ ಅವೇ ಆಲ್ ದ ಸಿನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ pilgrims bhima amraja sangam at gangapur is very sacred there are koti theeters there the ashvatha tree at gangapur is as powerful as the kalpavriksha near the ashvatha tree is narasimha teetha and northwards to it are the papavinasini teetha varanasi teetha rudrapada teetha chakra teetha koti teetha manmadha teertha etc there is the kalleshwar temple there it is as holy as gokarna when brihaspati enters simharasi the subterranean current of ganga enters godavari this is known as godavari pushkara this takes place in 12 year cycles likewise when brihaspati enters kanya rashi it is krishna pushkara and also also is case in case of all the other southern rivers each having its pushkara in its own cycle a bath in the respective rivers at the pushkara time is most auspicious man gains his spiritual evolution thereby whoever bathes in the river bhima krishna confluence becomes purified and will be born as a brahman or as a yogi that is as a pure sattvic person in his next life see there's a very beautiful lesson maybe i will have to come back to you because i can't remember it exactly um, what are the different nerves that we have nervous system within our body so if you if you talk about this confluence that it happens this confluence also happens in this body alone these rivers are not outside of the body you need to understand this is yeah this is we are we are going to the holy teethas the rivers are the sacred rivers where um, you go and purify yourself but please remember the same confluence also is there within this whole this kshetra as well and that is the adhyatmic knowledge and i'll come back to you about what is this confluence mean within our own being man gains his spiritual evolution thereby so what does happen a bath in the respective rivers at the pushkara time is most auspicious man gains his spiritual evolution thereby whoever bathes in the river bhima krishna confluence becomes purified and will be born as a yogi brahmin or a, as a yogi that is as a pure sattvic person in his next life so you have to always aim for having a very good birth 
not just in, in the current but most important in the future lives as well you need to be born as a sattvic being and you have to evolve on your spiritual path because spirituality is not attained in one life alone it is to eternity so you have to keep you know being born but what is being said is when you may meet your guru you you know he will you know stop your karmas only when you attain the guru bhakti and you follow the dictates of your gurudev whoever battles in the patal ganga will have lord mallikarjuna's jyotirlinga darshan at sri sailam and will attain liberation krishna sagara sangam and kaveri sagara sangam are annihilators of all sins sheshadri tirupati venkateshwara kshetra kumbakonam kanyakumari matsya teertha pakshi teertha rameshwaram dhanushkoti kollapur the seat of mahalakshmi are the sacred places on the banks of the river krishna is billavadi the place of bhuvaneshwari devi at amarpur on the banks of river krishna there is the confluence of five rivers panchanadi kshetra they, they are also there are also yugalaya teertha surpalaya teertha etc where river maha mala sorry malapaha joins river krishna is the place where sage vishwamitra did penance at kapila kshetra river krishna flows as uttaravahani that is in north northern direction whatever penance is done there there it gains million fold potency pitapur is dattatriya kshetra manigiri is the place where the seven sages did their penance darshan of ahubila kshetra earns the merit of 60 yagnyas at the onset of the rainy season the rivers river waters get polluted and should be avoided by pilgrims for varying periods of time for the residents there however this prohibition does not apply see it's it's very very profound why do we have to visit some of these holy places is only to get the grace of these great masters who themselves have done tapas charya they have tap tap means what they have burned in the penance they have burned all their um, karmas they have meditated there they have burned all the sins and they have actually sanctified that place they have attained their own spiritual gain so visiting these holy places will also confer the same blessing on you there is no other purpose so that you evolve on the path of you know dharma you become a sattvic being and also not in just this life you also in the next birth be born to a pious family and most important you become a sattvic human being and you are born as a sattvic person in the sense sattvic in the sense you are not born as a rajasic or a tamasic being you are not in that gunas but you all you have full of sattva guna in you that is what it means pilgrimage is the means whereby all past sins are washed off and immense spiritual merit is earned because these masters bless you they all went on that spiritual journey and when you pay a visit to them they are very happy you know why because for them they crave their true devotees to visit them so when you visit they are extremely pleased with you they are also very happy to bestow their blessings so that you can evolve on the path of spiritual imagine what is lord narsim saraswati say here see everybody comes with a begging bowl to me i crave for those who at least understand the true purpose of this human birth why are they wasting this human you know that's one human birth they are wasting it they are not asking me for the spiritual wheel where i am the kalpa vriksha i am sitting here the knowledge incarnate i am waiting to give them that knowledge but there is no takers so when those spiritual seekers visit this holy kshetra the the divinities over there the gurus the whoever had you know um, the whoever had you know did penance or when they visited that places they have established that that the divinity over there their their blessings and graces ever waiting for the real spiritual seekers so when you go you, you these masters are greatly pleased so it is very important to get that blessing what happens when you go visit these holy pilgrimage the merits of it has been mentioned here pilgrimage is the means whereby all past sins are washed off 
and immense spiritual merit is earned. All these places are resonant with spiritual vibrations. It's fully charged. That whole place is fully charged. It's vibrant with that power because they have done tapas charya, penance. They have sat there for years. They have did so many beautiful things. And that is why my Krishna Guruji, when he visits, he doesn't have to get any purification or anything done. On the contrary, what does my Guruji do? The reason why he visits these holy places is to re-establish this divinity. Because today, nobody is having this faith. You know, the world has been contaminated because of the material worldly existence. Because we are in Kali Yuga. In order to remove all that and to re-establish the divinity and that, you know, faith of people in that holy places, he goes and visits them. Only those places where he has to establish the divinity back. The divinity is very much there, but it's covered. You know, it's it's literally, nobody is able to see it because of the sins that is happening around them. So, this place is filled with spiritual vibrations and they enrich and speed up the men on their spiritual evolution for certain. Advising the disciples thus and giving many more detailed instruction, instructions, Guruna sent all the disciples on long pilgrimages he especially told them about doing Nadi Pradikshanas and what immense benefit they confer. With one Nadi Pradikshana, one would have lived away and exhausted all his karmic lights and attained liberation. While all other disciples thereafter left to do the long pilgrimage with Gurunath's blessings, I was allowed to remain with Gurunath and serve him. Thus concluded Siddhamuni. Here ends the 15th chapter of Sri Guru Charitra called the Tita Yatra Prakarana. Glory to the all-merciful, the omnipresent and the ever-responsive Guru Nath. So let me read out for you the holy places of Lord Dattatreya. Girnar, Saurashtra, Gujarat, main abode of Lord Dattatreya. Even today, it is believed on the Guru Purnima, you know, uh, in the mountain, in Girnar, there is a room where they lay the bed for Lord Dattatre and, and they keep every, the offerings over there. And it is believed that the next morning when they open the door, the, the bed is a little ruffled, which means it's a sign that Lord Dattatre visited and you know best, uh, he bestowed his grace there. And please remember, Lord Dattatre is a Navaduta. He's ever free. He's just roaming. He's very much present with amongst us. Rather, to those who are his ardent devotees with faith, when you call him, he's always there. He's very much there in this world, even today. Kuravpur, Raichur, Karnataka. Shripada, Shivalab, site of penance, where he did his penance. Ganagapur, Gulbarga, Karnataka. Abode of Sri Narsimha Saraswati. In fact, we'll be uh, reading a little bit deeper about Sri Narsimha Saraswati, about Ganagapur. When we do that chapter, I will narrate a beautiful experience which I have had when I visited a few times along with my Guruji and his other disciples. Narso Bachavadi, Sri Narsimha Saraswati, site of penance again. Oh my God, this is a very beautiful place. This is, um, it's in Maharashtra. Um, I think it's on the, it's in between, uh, when you when you are going towards uh, Pandarpur, it, it's on that, on that Pune highway. I don't know exactly what the route is, but you can always Google. It's a very, very beautiful place. You must visit if you get an opportunity. Sri Saila, Sri Sailya, Samhadi site of Sri Narsimha Saraswati. So with that, we end the chapter 15. Now we begin the new chapter since we have 30 more minutes. We'll continue. Chapter 16, Fruits of Devotion to the Guru. Oh my God, that sounds quite exciting. I hope you're looking forward to it. In this chapter, Gurunath narrates to a Brahmin about the necessity of single-pointed devotion to the Guru and the merit of Guru Seva by the way of illustration of the anecdote of Dhamya Rishi and his disciples named, namely Aruni, Baid and Upamanyu. Unless the Guru is pleased, the doors of knowledge will not be opened to the students or the aspirants. I've been saying this again and again. So let us learn what is this beautiful story now which Narsimha Saraswati has imparted to us. And Siddha 
is the one who is narrating this to Namdarak. Gurunath now comes to Billavadi, Bhuvaneshwari Kshetra on the eastern banks of river Krishna. He stays there for four months. That is Chaturya Masa, Chaturya Masya, four months of the monsoon season under the Audambar tree on the western side of river Krishna. Siddhamuni told Namdarak that Gurunath stayed at Vaijnath for a year where Siddhamuni alone attended to him. From Vaijnath, Sri Narsimha Saraswati, accompanied by Siddhamuni, visited Amba Bhavani Kshetra and lived there for a few days. Siddhamuni now continued his narrative. At this place, a Brahmin yogi came to Sri Narsimha Saraswati and prayed to him for guidance and help in his sadhana. He said that his mind was very restless and he was unsuccessful to concentrate. He said that he had one guru earlier who initiated him to a mantra, but he did not seem to help him at all. He said he had left off that guru as he had no respect nor liking for him any longer and that he was now seeking out another guru. He requested Sri Narsimha Saraswati to accept him as his disciple. Sri Narsimha Saraswati told him that it is never proper to talk disrespectfully of one's guru and that he had committed a very great mistake in forsaking his guru. He said that it is not for the student to judge the merits or demerits of the guru. One should have implicit faith in the Guru. Guru is the treasure house and abode of all knowledge and wisdom. Guru is even superior to gods. The God, the student must ungrudgingly, selflessly, dedicatedly and lovingly serve the Guru. Oh my God. You know what? For the rest of my life, you can just spend in this one paragraph. Like how my Krishna Guruji has taught. It's a most difficult thing to do in any disciple or his devotee's life because we are filled with so much ego and arrogance and I don't know this thing about I, I know, you know that I am the greatest, I am somebody great is, is the kind of attitude we demonstrate. We are, we are jealousy, we are, we are full of jealous, we, we cannot think straight in life. Our mind is always, you know, deceiving us. It's always doubting the Guru, the Master. And most important, I'm going to read word by word and then let's go through what is Gurunath explaining here. Sri Narsimha Saraswati told him that it is not proper to talk disrespectfully of one's Guru. What does that mean? You cannot talk disrespectfully of one's Guru to someone else. How can you go and make judgment about your Guru? See, one very important lesson which my Krishna Guruji teaches anybody who comes to him is this. When you have believed in somebody to be your guru, you have to hold on to their feet. And he will always say, I will never tell you to follow me. Because the other person who you said is your guru is your master. And I am not going to, you know, ask you to come and follow me. Yes, you can listen to my satsang. You can listen to anybody's satsang. There is no harm in that. But you cannot forsake your own Guru. See, if you if you have given him that respect and the position that he is a Guru in your life, you cannot forsake him. Please remember, this is a this is a Param Satya. It is the truth. It's a gospel truth. You need to understand whether your your Guru is behaving in whatever manner he is having, whatever kind of a life. But for it is not for the student to judge his Guru Dev. See, the Gurudev has been appointed by the Lord Almighty. He's, he's put in that position for a certain reason. So, we, we as students are nobody to question this. It's very, very important. First, you cannot go to another person and talk disrespectfully of your Gurudev. And if you do so, that is the greatest sin that you will ever commit. Which is what Narsimha Saraswati is saying. He's Lord Dattatre himself. So, please pay attention and listen to this, this particular, you know, um, Paragraph, this is extremely important. How do you treat your master and how do you have absolute faith and devotion is very well explained in this chapter, in this paragraph. And that he had committed a very great mistake in forsaking your guru. Please remember, when you leave your guru, you are actually committing the greatest of the sins. 
and that sin you don't even understand your guru dev can forgive you but please remember this entire universe the gods and the goddesses are never going to forgive you and you are going to face the repercussions for the sin that you have committed so you cannot forsake your guru and if you believe that someone is your guru please hold on to their lotus feet and this is exactly what my krishna guruji will teach all of the disciples who come to him they sometimes someone has already accepted somebody to be their guru and then they'll come to my gurudev but you know what my krishna guruji will say see when your guru is there when your guru is very much existing i cannot you know um i will not initiate you on the contrary you have to go back to your guru you have to follow him and do exactly what your gurudev has ordained you to do my krishna guruji will only you know tell them that he will guide them and he will show them the right path and say yes you can listen to my satsangs but beyond that he will not say oh you leave your guruji and come and join me he is never like that see it's it's a part of guru parampara they will not go against another guru similarly when there was a very nice great you know um, saint or we can say sage in um, kamaredi his name was vyananda baba he had a few disciples whenever my krishna guruji has visited he will not go there and talk or do anything on the contrary wait for riyananda baba to give instructions and riyananda baba's disciples would sometimes reach out to my guruji at that time my guruji will say i am i cannot advise you on this you have to go to your guru and ask him about it so this is how my guruji will always guide people you need to understand and he will never violate the rule of that guru parampara it is extremely important and there has been scenarios when someone's guru is no longer there and when that person you know reaches saying i want to learn from you i want i take you as a guru so but he still he's not going to initiate him but you know what he he's only going to show his own guru in my guruji you can experience your own guru in my guru that is because that is who they are the guru tatva is one alone this guru that the guru is nothing but then guru tatva it is tatva it's an essence it is not a physical form that matters and every form has a role to play it has a purpose to serve and it is only going to establish that aspect of that purpose which they have come here to do which for which they have done taken that manifestation this is what you need to understand so please remember how do you recognize this real master and when you have this real master what are the things you are not supposed to do is what here narsimha saraswati is explaining how to treat your guru how to behave with your guru how to you know go ahead on the path of learning from your guru this is what here it's being imparted to us the next is he said that it is not for the student to judge the merits and demerits of the guru nobody you are we are not here to judge how the guru behaves the guru can do what you what he wants please remember he is the divine manifestation there is no karma accruing to the guru he is beyond this mind body senses and he has transcended the three gunas he is beyond the illusions of the delusions of maya too everybody is adheen to him they are all his servants please remember so don't you know look at your master the way he behaves and then make judgments about it i'll tell you one very beautiful story here you know why do the guru behave in a certain way that they do it because they are you know they are teaching someone something they are imparting a particular lesson or that through that event they are teaching a very important lesson for all of the students we don't know the purpose we don't know what beautiful leelas are there meant to be so don't go by the physical appearance of your master it's a very beautiful story i have actually narrated this but i will once again just condense or you know explain the story in a very short format it is about lord datatre see um, all the gods once went to lord datatreya saying gurudev please come and save us that time sahasrahar arjun was creating a havoc in this world so everybody were fed up and they were all trying to find lord datatreya lord datatreya was not to be found anywhere and they came to the ocean um, where they someone where they figured out that lord datatreya is there with inside the ocean and he's meditating over there so they all were bowing down to him and saying please master please come out come and save us so then they were very devotedly praying him and they were seeking his you know to show shower his grace on them at that time the lord datatre realized okay 
they they have found me i cannot now go anywhere so let me see what i can do and when the master when the lord you know comes out of that ocean he has very two beautiful damsels beside him and he has got one liquor bottle in his hand they are very gorgeous looking and you know the lord is just enjoying with them so the all the gods are still bowing down you know they are just praying to him they did not show one amount iota of doubt in lord dhatatre they were still bowing to him and then lord understood lord the great master understood okay they have recognized me so let me now remove my maya like this and those beautiful women and the liquor bottle everything vanished that is nothing but his illusion and delusion that's a delusion that they put up for this world please remember what can can any maya touch them maya is adheen to this great masters there is no woman in this world who can attract this being they are beyond everything so when the gods recognized then you know lord dathatre removed that delusion of that sight and then he says okay now i will come and do that purpose so don't so this is to give you an understanding for not to make any kind of judgments about your gurudev just because you see him behaving in a certain way doing certain things please remember he's putting up a show that is not the real who he is you know i used to have a very strange uh, experience with my own krishna guruji my krishna guruji you know will always in the in the material world you know show himself to be extremely ordinary but i cannot see him as an ordinary being because for me he is my lord almighty is lord shri krishna himself so when you see a gurudev and when you know he is the god almighty his his way of behaving is very different otherwise but in to in front of people he will completely behave in a very different manner but the thing is obviously the people sitting in front of him do not understand that and they'll start treating him in a very in a in a very ordinary human humanly manner and that is the delusion he puts up for the world and the problem with me is i get upset about it because i know he is not a ordinary human being but when somebody treats your gurudev in a very ordinary human being manner it it's it it's obviously it's it's a uh, you have this dichotomy of your mind you know it it's like no how can someone treat my gurudev like that he's the lord almighty so my guruji will always have to tell me he says he'll say radma why are you getting angry please remember i if i don't want someone to recognize me why do you think that somebody has to recognize me or treat me nicely or give me the respect but look i am capable of handling if you know who i am and if you think you believe that i am who i am then why are you getting upset about it so this is the way my gurudev will himself test people out it's it's uh, it's indescribable i can't adequately put into words so i can explain what i'm trying to actually convey here see these great masters appear to be very ordinary that's what i'm trying to say do not go by their false appearances because that is who they are they'll always cover you with this ordinary appearance and that is called their maya always see grace to see them beyond that that is not who they are you you need to understand this and so funny and someone was just very somebody came to meet my guruji and he was in a very casual manner telling guruji you know what uh, your satsangs is not the one like i have ever heard see for me my guruji is my everything so somebody who is you know you are a strong supporter of someone so you are always going to be for that person right so when someone says even a little thing in an innocent manner i'm like do you know of course it's not going to be there because that is who he is only god can teach who a god is my guruji is god himself so what makes you think anybody else will have given that explanation do you think this is for everyone so this is the way i would react it's very funny but then that's why my guruji will always say have compassion it's okay the world is going to look at with that eyes because that is the delusion that they see what we don't understand is that he's beyond all that you need to seek the grace and here the whole aspect to describe the stories is to give you an understanding how to recognize this guru 
that is why this guru charitra the nature of this divine being the divine master the parabrahma how do you recognize his nature his charitra his charitra is so beautiful just talking about it is you know so exciting it it purifies you talking the glory about this being and you have the privilege to be in in front of this being and then what people do they'll come they'll say oh we have nothing to ask you and you know what they'll do from the moment go they land and meet the guruji they'll only keep talking about their office problem job problem wife son daughter marriage you know my mother father and my brother this is exactly what they'll keep talking about where are you asking for your spiritual growth do you even know the i the word guru guru what does it mean guru means remover of ignorance or darkness and the illuminer of knowledge the truth and what do you come and ask only with the begging bowl no oh, please cure my father cure my mother that is why narsimha saraswati went incognito why do you think today my krishna guruji is very clearly instructed saying i am you know withdrawing myself not because he doesn't want to teach he has given all knowledge that is required today for us to become spiritually evolved being but how much do we take that knowledge do we learn and understand and apply in our life so this knowledge is not easy but when you have that wealth of information or the knowledge that has been you know bestowed upon you how much are you taking it and walking that path the choice is in your hands so what are you coming and saying oh gurudev i am listening to this bhagavad gita once you are listening and you think you become some spiritually perfect person no you know what even after being with my guruji my guruji will say do you think you understand anything the most important thing he'll say you are not allowed to get anger you you cannot get angry see these are not the shadripus and to overcome them we require tremendous amount of sadhana the practice is so important just because i am with my guruji for 12 years doesn't mean anything i have a long way myself to go it's it's a it's a long down path and everybody has to progress in their own way in their own capacity and most important to each his own and then yesterday if you have you should actually go listen to yesterday's uddhav gita satsang which my krishna guruji is so powerfully explained i'm i'm telling you this knowledge is not understood by anybody or it cannot be explained by anyone except my krishna guruji please go listen to it and in that he is very very you know strongly explained the human nature and why it is so difficult to overcome you know when when it's a question of wealth in in that he's explained how wealth is a man's even even why is wealth required like baba said wealth is there to establish dharma here there is no dharma remember the any object that is coveted that is possessed there are you have already created enemies in this world your own kith and kin is not yours that is what he was explaining there is no father there is no brother there is no mother sister everybody will be a teacher the throat for the little you know pie of i don't know whatever that that little pie that you want from your life somebody's wealth and you you think you you own that you are you have the right to claim it why are you running after it that's what he is talking about lust and greed greed that's a dangerous thing to have you know it's not just wealth okay it is not just the money it could be any object an example you take any ashram if you are close if you are the closest devotee of the guru or the you know the master or the god then everybody else is going to be jealous of you they are going to hate you enmity comes into existence and then where is spiritual spiritual doesn't exist even that one thing enmity jealousy even that one shatripu you bring into existence then your spirituality is gone out of window so what the spirituality then teaches spirituality teaches to understand that i am not this body to understand i am that spirit i am the divine being the, the divinity exists within me and to see god in everybody goodness is what you have to evolve in sattva why are we saying the sattva you know what does what does narsim saraswati say when you do this pilgrimage it they bestow upon you to become sattvic in nature why is goodness very important without goodness you cannot attain your spiritual wheel whether it is for me or anybody else this is this is the param truth we are talking guru charitra we are not talking any ordinary scripture this is for you and me everybody who is listening and who is narrating as well this lesson applies to all of us please remember the 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 sattva guna is extremely important and what does the guru teaches the guru teaches this path he is teaching the path of dharma he is teaching you how to be 
you have been given the body you have been given a specific role then why are you thinking that i am i am good at performing somebody else's role if you were good then you would have got that other body you wouldn't have got this body so why are you thinking about someone else focus of your own self focus in your life focus your focus on your growth alone why are you losing your, you know attaining your spiritual being don't don't covet anything you can't even own the lord you don't own the guru nobody but the only thing that you can ever own him within your heart is that that love and devotion he is forever your servant that's exactly lord shri krishna says i am the servant of my devotees i become the servant of my servant that is exactly what lord shri krishna says how profound is that first you become his devotee you have to attain the devotion only through the service unto the lotus feet of the guru the guru is a very important role in your life you don't understand the value of what it means to have a guru we disregard why because we already have you know we have been lucky enough to find a guru the guru to find us some merit we have done we have got that grace but we don't value it this is what is very sad it's for everybody we do not understand what we have only when the day the master leaves then we all cry just like how the, the disciples and devotees of baba did so why wait for that day today there is a chance change make your master very happy he'll be the most happiest to see you he will to see you live the lessons he has taught that is the highest form of guru dakshina that you can offer to the guru so one should have implicit faith in the guru guru is the treasure house and abode of all knowledge and wisdom guru is even superior to god the student must ungrudgingly selflessly dedicatedly and lovingly serve the guru oh my god the student must ungrudgingly selflessly dedicatedly and lovingly serve the guru i think this about the guru seva we learned in the chapter 2 when you know deepak when his master was oozing with that leprosy disease with all the wounds he was you know very lovingly dedicatedly you know ungrudgingly and selflessly serving him his master was testing and pushing him to its limits but the student never lost even one moment of his composure compassion his you know his goodness he did not lose on the contrary his patience and tolerance level was so high that he became the perfect tool to for the guru to transform that knowledge and bestow upon his legacy unto deepak and that is why he came to be known as samarendra deepak the deepak which is always there and that he became the knowledge his himself so that is the level we need to have where we are able to tolerate everybody we need to have the patience with everyone see sometimes we get very angry because we are very attached to our that one uh, that one entity that is guru bhakti and your divine being and somebody tries to question that you get very angry but see this is where we have to become tolerant this is one of the most important lesson which my guruji was teaching over the weekend he says learn to become tolerant it's okay people can say what they want why are you getting into somebody else's mind space everybody has their own mind to contend with why are we bothered we are not bothered here anybody can say anything you mean things will happen that way no there is only one you know one divine lord almighty who who sub under whose substratum the entire universe has come into existence he's the one there so why bother don't even get into how can people talk like that they are talking because they have a mind they have a long tongue and that is why my krishna guruji will say shut your mind and shut your mouth do not speak silence is the highest mantra that you can practice silence is most important when you have to evolve on the path of spirituality and when you are sitting here and giving satsang he'll say you need to practice silence and let us be quiet there is no need to react to what people are saying they can talk diamond as in that is not important for us to react so please take this very much close to your heart and if you have a guru please follow this very very religiously and let me tell you the you know what the real god realization is just in the palm of your hand your what are you searching for and what are you striving for the day your guru is pleased i'm telling you the god himself will realize himself to you Uh, he will reveal himself to you so self realization happens the self will reveal itself to you so what are you searching for just have the bhakti alone 
So whatever they be the hardships of service, you have to serve the master, whatever might be the hardships. You know, we say, oh, I have so much work to do. Oh my God, I am doing, I'm doing a menial task. There is no menial, there is no big task, there is nothing. Every task is a service to the guru. He's only look, checking at your humility. Because we believe, oh, in my when I grew up, I had servants who were doing this. Today, I am I have to do all this. Who I have never done this job in my life. You know, what does the master say? Who are you to do or not do? You have been given a job so that you can learn. There is nothing small and big in a job, in a task. Please remember, you will have to serve. You will have to do everything. Sometimes we think cleaning a toilet is a very bad, dirty job. What makes you think? It's your dirty thing that you're cleaning. Learn to clean that. Why should somebody else clean it for you? So, and most important, can you clean for others as well? That is where your humility will show. That is where you would have had overcome your mind. We think, oh, there's a menial task I am not going to do. What is this I am not going to do? In an ashram, you should be able to do everything. What is the guru? Why does the guru? Why do you come to ashram? What does this meaning of ashram means? People think they can start ashram from anywhere and wherever they want. Please remember, ashram is not some a place which you need to have a fancy place, a place dedicated with 100 acres of land and running a conglomerate. That is not ashram. Ashram means you where the guru lives. Wherever your guruji lives, that is an ashram. And ashram means come. A means come. Shram means effort. You have to wear yourself out. You have to put your self-effort to evolve, to do seva unto the lotus feet of that master. Ashram is also means you come and take refuge unto the lotus feet of the guru. Not come and show your arrogance and egoistic behavior. Nobody is asking for you. Please remember, the great Lord Mighty is not sitting here so that the Lord of, you know, the great mighties who are existing in this planet Earth, all this, who think that they, they are some great gods who want to visit my master and try to sit with him equally and try to question him. Sorry. Humbleness. Bow your head. You know, show that humility. That is what is important. Ashram is a place where we follow and live the teachings of this great master. Where he, there is a decorum. There is a way. There is a method. He teaches us and he, he trains his disciples so that we can carry forward his legacy. We establish, we become an example, like the way how the Guru is an example for his devotees and disciples, like that his disciples continue to carry forward that legacy and establish that in this world. That is what it means. So don't have your own concocted idea about an ashram and don't come and give your expert advice and guidance over here. We are not interested. There is nothing comparable to the Guru. To the service rendered to the Guru. Only if the Guru is pleased, will the gods be pleased. If the Guru is not pleased, all the gods even cannot help him a wee bit. This is a very powerful lesson to understand. Please remember, you can, you know, you can do whatever with the gods you want. Because you have a Guru. If you have a Guru, your Guru will come and save you. But please remember, when you when you fight with, the, with your Guru, and if your Guru gets angry onto you, when your Guru gets angry with you, please remember there is no gods who can come and save on this planet Earth. Then your end, you know, there itself you have to have your Samadhi Mandir. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so if the Guru is not pleased, all the gods even cannot help him a wee bit. Please, you know, mark this, underline these sentences and keep it in your heart. Embed it in your being. Guru Bhakti and Guru Seva. From the foundation of, sorry, Guru Bhakti and Guru Seva form the foundation of spiritual sadhana. Guru Bhakti and Guru Seva form the foundation of spiritual sadhana. The only spiritual sadhana is the Guru Bhakti and Guru Seva without which you cannot attain God realization. Mark it in your, you know, in your head, the being, embed it in your heart. Those who have the masters, what it means to have Guru Bhakti and Guru Seva. Without which you cannot attain even an iota of spiritual being. Please remember that. And the winning of the Guru's grace alone is the fruition of all sadhana. Oh my God. You have to win your Guru's grace. When your Guruji is pleased, when he sees that his disciple has reached a certain level, when he 
sincerely pleased with you that is when the fruition of all the sadhana will happen until then nothing will happen you can try your you can try what you may but that sadhana will yield no results nothing shall happen but when with the winning of your guru's grace alone is the fruition of all sadhana sri narsimha saraswati narrated the stories of dhamya rishi's disciple as example and illustration of this truth which we will continue tomorrow of what this whole you know one paragraph the teachings which is given about how to be with the guru the do's and don'ts is very clearly written here let us see what the further story is about dhamya rishis and his disciples explain to us i hope you enjoy today's lesson this is a very important lesson please you know go reread this once again from guru charitra and make this you know literally a bible in your heart those who have a master those who have guru and those who are seeking guru also this is extremely important for you to imbibe in your heart and mind you know embed that within yourself so thank you for joining shri guru charitra parayan wishing you all a very happy monday see you all tomorrow so tomorrow i most likely will be doing in the morning if not if there is any change in the timing i will let you know thank you for joining shri guru charitra parayan om shri mahaganapate namaha om shri gurudev datta om shri sachidananda sadguru sainath maharaj ki jai om namo bhagavate vasudevaya digambara digambara shri pad vallabha digambara om shri krishna gurunath nathaya shri gurave namaha ओम देवी दुर्गाय नम ओम श्री कृष्णार्पणम नमस्तु कृष्णम वंदे जगद्गुरु